I'm now getting that uh, itch to go see Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> it's uh. not so much just the movie, but I know people have been talking about it. I, it's I think it's going to be one of those rare opportunities to see a sequel that's better than the original. Mm-hmm. There aren't too many of those. No, there's not. I think the prime one, the prime example is Terminator 2 Judgment Day over the first Terminator. T2, baby. Where Arnold is not the heel, he is the face. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you told me to. Mm-hmm. Why'd you do that? Great movie. But also, like, I haven't been to the movies since before the pandemic. Mm. I was going to ask you, when's the last time you went to the movie? I can't even tell you the last one I saw. Me either. It's been a long time. And I got thinking about the movie theater popcorn, oh. and and I've only seen one movie in IMAX, and that was the Crystal School Indiana Jones movie. Oh god! I was in high school. Wow! And so, hey, what's twenty bucks to go watch this movie in IMAX for yeah. fun? You know? Yeah, you got to redeem yourself on that. One. I got to go see what the hype is all about. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the game. It's hour number two. Mitch Fortner alongside Troy Coverdale, David G., and Sage Williams. Today is National Say Something Nice Day. So, DG, I need you right now to say something nice about Sage. Sage is very smart and very sweet and kind and really good at her job. That's three things. That's what today's all about, Yeah, that's what it's all about. Now, tomorrow, when it's not job, Say Sage. Something Nice Day, yeah, like Sage, I will ask you to say something mean about her. Yeah. Save it for tomorrow. Oh, I got Man, a list. I know. Man, there's a lot of people on Twitter right now who could use Say, say Something Nice Day. Yeah, really, man. It's getting vicious. I mean, the, the nice thing that I'll say about it is that we are done with the Depp Heard trial. <laughs> that's, that's the nice thing I'm going to say. I found way too much when it comes to entertainment out of that. <laughs> but it was because of the lawyers. Oh, yeah. And about how Amber Heard's, hers were terrible, apparently, and yeah. Johnny Depp had the real players in the room. Man, he had the team, and she did not, man. They didn't do... I thought it was going to be, you know, rich person, rich person, they're going to have the best of best going at each other. Nah, it was a it was a slaughter. Now, I don't want it to sound like I, like, paid hours and hours of attention just watching this live. Yeah. No. It was those, like, short 10-second videos, mm-hmm. and it was about... Johnny Depp giving his his attorney a weird look after Amber said something mm-hmm. where she was lying. His PR team did a stellar job painting this as being a situation where he was defamed. The fact of the matter is, is both were abusive to each other. You're not going to convince me otherwise. Basically, they're both trash humans. Ooh. Wow. Whoa, whoa. You're talking about Johnny Depp. You're darn right I'm talking about Johnny What's Depp. What's eating Troy Coverdale? Johnny Depp. Not been a fan for a long time. <laughs> Gilbert Grape. Oh, oh, that was a great good, movie. Good reference. That was a great, great movie. Great movie. Good reference. Actually, the one you should be shouting out in that movie was Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Nominated for Amazing. Academy Award. Amazing. The reason I know about that is because... Of those weird videos you can find on social media that are like 10 seconds long. Oh, I thought you were going to say you because of the trivia before a movie. You know, you remember you go to the movies and they would play little trivia shots before? What? Yeah. 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 You'd sit in the theater. I don't remember that. Before the movie would come, before the trailers, they'd have little trivia. And they were usually like really easy. Like, who was the Terminator in Terminator 2? And you're like, are you serious? They, they had to have slides to fill because they didn't sell enough ads. Yes. Before the movie. Yes. Hmm. Oh, so you're talking about like the local, the local, the local stuff before yeah. the previews uh-huh. yeah. began to roll. Uh-huh. I got you. 
Do you get that? Do you go to a movie that early where you're just watching all the local advertising? I used to. When I was a yo- when I was younger, I would I'd be like, yeah, drop me off. Because this one in Manhattan had a little arcade in it, so that was cool. You could you could kill some time in there, right? And then you go and sit down, and yeah, you're just hanging out with your friends. But now, no, now I'm coming in two minutes before the thing starts. I'll be honest with you. So the last time I went to the movies was here in Manhattan, and it was in that theater where you can order food. It's brought to you. Mm-hmm. Now eating in the dark is a bit tough, but I'll be honest with you, I did feel like a king. Because I also had a beer. Oh, yeah. And I never would have, I never dreamed about something like that when I was a kid. Like, you know, I'd love to go to a theater and just have a burger and a Coors Light and watch Toy Story 4. (gasps) But now you can do that. You can totally do that, man. One of the great things about Greeley's downtown was that they renovated and put back in a theater in a specific place that had been one for so many years, but turned it into that type of a theater. And that was tremendous. Be able to go in, actually sit down at a table with friends and have conversation before the movie and have it be more like you're hanging at home Yes. than fully in the theater. By the way, now theaters sell tickets by the seat. Like they have every like row four seat D or something like that. Yeah. Never would have thought about that either. But now that's the way they're doing it. Maybe it's just because maybe it's just an IMAX thing. I don't know if it's just like a regular theater thing, but maybe it's more of an IMAX thing. That's a good question. I don't know. We got to get Sam Honeybuns in here. He can start answering. So he's one of those guys that has like a pass. Sam, are you here? Sam! No, I, th- I, th- I get in here. here by now. He's not here. Okay. Uh, let's get back to uh, the show here because uh, still to come here in the second hour, number one song of the day and ask us anything. Talk a little Royals coming up in the next segment because hey. they've hit another new low. They've been there before, but uh, this one maybe stings a little bit more. Because yeah, say of, anything nice. They just went out the window. Yeah, because uh, some changes haven't been made and it's just be making people more angry. But you know what? We didn't have a show yesterday. What I usually do on Tuesdays, a top 10 list. Now, I want to thank for the influence for today's list, Kellis Robinette of the Kansas City Star and Wichita Legal and Jerome Tang. It was earlier today I saw Kellis tweet out his story, and uh, he had a little conversation with Coach Jerome Tang at K-State Men's Basketball. And the subject was brought up, you know, what did you worry about when you when you took the job in Manhattan? What were you, what were you worried about? You know, it wasn't like the culture or anything. He was worried about the climate. He's like, I'm not a cold weather guy. I spent five years up in Minnesota. It's crazy cold up there. Now, this isn't Minnesota, so I should be fine. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something in that neighborhood. I'm like, Coach Tang, you, you're worried about the climate around here? I think there's 10 things you should be more worried about when it comes to taking the K-State job than uh, the climate. Whoa, boy. Whoa. I, I can't wait to hear this list. All right. My top 10 things Coach Tang should be worried about when it comes to taking this job at K-State. Now, the way I'm phrasing it, it sounds like this was two months ago and he just took the job. <laughs> I would have done this if it was two months ago and this was brought up. But no, it was brought up today and he was worried about the cold weather here in Manhattan, Kansas. So here it is. Number 10. Coach, there's no burger here. <laughs> you spent close Ish. to two decades. In the state of Texas, for me, that would be hard to let go. Heck, I'm sure there's some uh, there's some high school kids in Texas 
They won't come north of Oklahoma because there's no water burgers. That's a that's an open and shut case. See ya. No. Ugh. Your choice on where a burger. Coach, <laughs> coach. Here, here's the deal. I, I, I've been trying. I've been looking up the details of what it takes to open up a water burger here in Manhattan. Here's the deal. I need more money. Yeah, yeah. So if there's any investors out there that want to start a water burger, get a hold of me. Let's make this happen. I'm all in. I'm all in if it helps with the recruiting. And it just seems like good business to me. Yeah, it does. It seems like good business. You could get some of that NIL people to say, hey, let's recruit a little bit and get a water burger, baby. Number nine. Number nine on the top ten things Coach Tang should have worried about a little bit more than the climate when taking the K-State coaching job. I know it's a long title, but uh, it takes 11 miles to get to the interstate. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the gas prices these days. <laughs> For some vehicles, that's, yeah. like, two, that's like 10 bucks. <laughs> to get to I seventy, how's that driving the truck going working out there for you, Dave G? You know what? It's okay. not that big of a truck, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. And like, I live so close that when people start talking about gas, I'm like, yeah, it's really terrible thing that's going. I, I'm not affected at all. <laughs> so yeah, no. But anytime we go anywhere, yeah, it stinks. Number eight. Number eight. Man, Manhattan is at a higher elevation than Waco, Texas by 554 feet. What? Manhattan is at an elevation of 1,024 feet. Waco's at 470. But I'm sure when he got off the plane, that day he took the job, or the day before he officially took the job, Got off the plane, he's like, man, whoa. it's kind of hard to breathe here. Yeah, he went, whoa. I'm, not, I'm surprised he didn't realize that when he would like come up here for road games and be like, man, it's kind of, I used to be able to bang out 10 miles like it was nothing. <laughs> now I can barely go three. <laughs> Feels like Denver. Let's talk about living at 4,500 feet. <laughs> or, or Denver where they paint it in the locker room. Wyoming actually has it painted uh, on the hallway wall as you come to the court, and they do an altitude warning oh. in pregame. Oh my God! As really? an intimidating factor. Oh, it's that's all it's about. That, that's Just it exactly. To put it in it's your the, head. It's to put it in the opponent's Meanwhile, head. Meanwhile, you have it's these beautiful. kids, at, like you said, forty five hundred feet from Colorado. Like, do you guys know this where we're from? Yeah, nothing. our yeah. name is Northern Colorado. <laughs> yeah. This is nothing. Maybe if UNLV was coming in here. All right. Where are we at here? Number seven. <laughs> Number seven. Uh, the Fort Riley booms. It, 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 if you're not used to it, it may keep you up at night. But, you know, maybe Coach Tang isn't doing a whole lot of sleeping anyway right now. It's been a busy, little bit of a busy time. I know he's, like, flying to Louisiana to speak tomorrow at some clinic. Yeah, he's a busy guy. So maybe the booms haven't completely settled in yet. But depending on where you, I'm, I'm guessing it lives on the west side of town. Uh, yeah, it's going to happen. Oh, and it's yeah. going to happen at all hours of the day. Yeah, buddy. Number six. Number six on the things Coach Tang should have worried about when taking the K-State coaching job. Um, the live music here is mostly country. Maybe he's, I mean, after all those years at Baylor, maybe he kind of likes country. You know, I don't know. I, think I was going to say the primary live music in Waco is also going to be country. Yeah, maybe he's a fan. No, 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 listen here. You can get more than just country in Waco. Around here, if you're getting more than country, it's most likely a cover band. 
Yeah. And you're, I mean, <laughs> certainly aren't rappers coming around here. Man, uh, hey, now. Man, we've gone downhill from when I was Besides in Tech Nine. Tech, Tech Nine was the first in four years to come here. I thought that, there, like, I thought there was Afro Man King. He's not so much of a rapper. And then Bone Thugs and Harmony showed up to Manhattan. We really have gone downhill since I was in college. <laughs> How the hell is Bone Thugs and Harmony here? Yeah, I went to R.C. McGraw's a few years ago. A couple years ago. What? Yeah, Bone Thugs. Yeah. Who else was there? Uh, they were the headliner? Yeah. yeah. I would imagine. So that would be a yeah. very steep I, price I thought, if it was somebody bigger than them. I thought Twista came, too. The guy that raps real fast. There was a short time, like there was a couple of years here where Nick and R.C. McGraw was bringing in some bands. Yeah. And that was a good it was time. Awesome. That was a good couple of years here in town. Yeah. That was like right after I started here. That Man, that was Nick. Shout out to Nick. He, yeah, shout man, he, out. He made it really fun there for a while to uh, have some live music here in town. Yeah, buddy. Uh, for, somebody, for somebody like me, for sure. Uh, all right, here we go. Number five. Number five. Man, those sunsets here in town, just too beautiful. <laughs> They're just too good. I mean, they're so beautiful, you can barely look at them. Mm-hmm. They're like, what am I witnessing here? Especially the first time you catch a glimpse at one of those bad boys. You're like, man, I'm, I, I, are we sure I'm in, in Kansas? I'm pretty sure I'm in Athens, Greece. It's so beautiful. Wow. Wait, he's supposed to watch out for that? Like, is it? Beware, man. Beware. 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 <laughs> Hey man, you better check. You better check yourself. It's, you're going to be so captivated by these sunsets, yeah. you're going to lose track of what you're doing. Sure. You'll probably forget on where you should be next. Oh, you might forget to call a recruit. Oh no! I mean, we could lose a five star from these sunsets. It's a suns. It's a Kansas sunset, man. What do you want me to do? Uh, my top ten things Coach Tang should worry about when taking the K State coaching job, other than the climate. Let's see where are we at. Number four. Number four. The best radio show this town has to offer is the K-Rock Morning Show with David G. Yes. It's the best we can do. Yeah. And he better watch out because I'm going to reach out and get Coach Tang on the show. Yurik Malagy as well. Marquis Noel as well. I'm going to bring him on the show. We're going to do Ask a K-Rocker, and it's going to be amazing. And then I'm going to ask him, what's your favorite rock, band, song, anything? And if they can't answer they're out of there. I thought you meant rock like an actual like piece of gravel. What's your favorite uh, rock? And they're going to go, eh, phosphorus rock is my fave. <laughs> Boy, now Number I know three. what you think of my morning show. <laughs> well, second best. So yeah. I'm, I'm on the way out the door, man. <laughs> I, 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 so I left the morning show. Yeah. So you know, it goes down a notch, sure, right? Sure. After I leave. Oh, oh, okay. And DG's yeah. hasn't moved for a while. It's been him solo for Got it. a while now. It's mm-hmm. been a long Six run. Years. Six by yourself? Um, Hasn't been that long. No, it's been uh, three. Almost three years. I can't believe it's been that long. Almost three years. Number three. Number three. We got alligators in our creeks. (laughs) You want to take a nice walk down by Wildcat Creek? Watch out. Uh, I know it was just that one story, right? Somebody let an alligator go in that in Wildcat Creek. Two. The thing is, two. two of them, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. We don't know how many babies they had. Nope. We don't know how many of those things are still out there. Oh. You got to be prepared to see an alligator yeah. in this town. What I'm saying is, carry some raw pork chops with you if you're going to walk around. Um, that way, you can distract them. Story today on uh, CBS News at one point. Gentleman killed in Florida. Yeah, I saw that. He went diving into a river multiple times 
And in this case, Crocodile got him. He had been diving in and getting uh, Frisbees out of the of the river because uh, there is a Frisbee golf course nearby, uh. and he was earning money by retrieving. It's a hell of a way to go. Hell of That's a the way. thing. Like, if I'm doing anything recreational around a wooded area <laughs> and I lose a ball or a Frisbee, I am just letting it go. I don't know what's out there. No. There's, like, rattlesnakes. Dude. That's, like, one of my worst fears, like... <sighs> Walking through a wooded area, and all of a sudden I hear that, I, I'm done. Yeah. I'm freaking out. That's why you bring 70 with you, so you don't have to go diving in. The, diving in the river for a Frisbee? Yeah. Dude. Let it go. They're 10 bucks. Yeah, come on. All right. Let's take it a little bit more serious now. because Number two. Number two, I think you've noticed by now, but the road construction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say that uh, there's always a ton of it going on in town. It's it's crazy how much there is. I, I know it's the better things. Mm-hmm. I wish we could take it a little bit more one at a time, but that's just me. Um, but I'm so glad there on 24 is a Green Valley Road in 24 Open. in Dempsey. Yep. I'm so glad that it's opened up now. It's open. It has made life. It, it's it's crazy how you take just driving on an open road for granted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I got so sick Ooh. of that traffic building up on 24 and Green Valley slash Dempsey. Dude, that was rough. It got so backed up too on eastbound. People would like get okay. So I forget that construction store that uh, like the. Uh, What's that? Tractor something? Or tractor supply? Tractor supply, yeah. Right there on 24 and like next to shortstop. People would get off that, like drive by, and go to the stoplight at shortstop and then turn right yeah. as like it was a shortcut. Like, yeah. it, you know, maybe that would save you maybe 15 minutes. Barely. Barely. But everybody would do it. And then finally, number one, everybody knows this is my biggest complaint around here the drivers. Oh, boy. <sighs> Slow taking their time it turns what should be a five minute commute to a 10 minute commute because you get stuck behind some joker that wants to go 25 and a 30 dang and also wants to take up the left lane and they get next to somebody that's also going slow all of a sudden you're like in quicksand you just can't get out it's sucking the end you can't get around it you're trying to get pulled out you're stuck you go hey it ain't driving Miss Daisy. Okay, this is Manhattan. This is the big city. Power 5 school in town. We're not messing around. Zip, zip, zip. If you don't want to, get off the road, punk. All right, Coach Tang. Now you have some things to worry about. I know I just probably is not. Yeah, he's probably even town. Plate, he, he got out of town. He went to Louisiana. Oh, Honestly, no. Of course, it's not that bad of a town. It's all right, I guess. Yeah. 50-some thousand people. Nice people. Wonderful people. Unless, unless you run into another grumpy driver like me, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's not so nice. And I did one uh, not too long ago on Points Avenue where somebody was, they claimed a parking spot without actually claiming it, and I took it, and we had a few words. Yeah, you can't stand in a parking spot. like You know, you can't do that. That's not how it works. No, there was no standing. Here's what happened. Oh. So this this gentleman pulled over into a handicapped spot. Without actually like pulling into it, just kind of pulled over to the side, and they had their blinker on. I'm like looking at. I thought it was an Uber. Turns out, was actually waiting for a car three spots down to pull out. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. And I'm like, 
and I, I like I stopped and I waited for this person to pull out of that stall so I could take it. And, he, and this dude's honking at me. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? And then I pull in. And he's like, you a hole. I was like, that was he was like, that's my spot. I was waiting for that spot. I had my blinker on. I was like, no. where in the world did you get the idea no. that the right thing to do? To wait for a spot was to pull over in a handicapped spot with your blinker on. Nobody no. does that. You, the right thing to do in a two-lane road is to block everybody from from moving anywhere. You wait for that person to pull out, and then you take that spot. Yeah. But you also put your blinker on. You're, you're running interference, and you're being clear you're going into that Absolutely. spot. Absolutely. Now I ain't going to steal your stuff. But this is some hayseed who don't know the rules, especially on points with the way they took up some of those spots, it's, uh, I mean, it's come, first come, first serve out there now. Don't be doing this weird business. And you blocked a handicap spot? Get out of here. You're out of here. I'm on your side. Thank you. But also, Tank, Coach Tang, you brought up a great point about the alligator. We really love our alligators, the ones that got, you know, into the crick. Watch Shit. out. Watch out. Don't try to catch them. Don't try to, don't, don't try to mess with them. Leave them alone and let them do their crocodile stuff or alligator, whatever they were. <laughs> crocodile, alligator, let them do their alligators. stuff. Alligators. Let them do their stuff. You know the difference between the two? Alligators have bigger teeth. Hmm. See, I always thought it was the alligator, like, yeah, I don't know. Their overbite is the front or the front, the, the upper portion of their mouth. Uh, and then the crocodiles have an underbite. Ah, uh, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. And alligators get way bigger than crocodiles, right? Like, Way I think bigger. so. They're like massive. Yeah, just if you see one and you're going to see one, leave it alone, Coach Tang. Okay? It's a Manhattan thing. You'll learn to love it. Just like I said, keep some raw pork chops on you in your fanny pack right in front there and throw it out there. Let him know you're cool. When we come back, Troy's going to tell us oh, how boy. bad the Royals are, and that's next. Oh, the royal stink. Stink, 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 stink. To say stink, the least. Stink, stank, stunk. Yeah, terrible. It's not good right now. It is no bueno. Welcome back to the game. Mitch, Troy, D, Sage. If you missed any of the show, we have uploaded our Hour One podcast to SoundCloud. You can also search for the game KMAN on SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts. And also, you can go to newsradiocayman.com. After the show, click on the on-demand tab and find every show dating back to 2014, the summer of 2014. Well, the Kansas City Royals did play earlier today, and they were blanked 4 nothing by the Guardians in Cleveland, swept by the Guardians. I forget today's Wednesday, but they just got done with their series. They'll take tomorrow off before they return home for four, uh, make that 10 straight at Kauffman Stadium. However, and I'll let Troy give the honors here, take him and deliver the news that we learned about the Royals as of, uh, I believe it was actually yesterday's loss where it became official. Maybe it was two days ago when it became official, but where the Royals currently stand when it comes to their record and the significance of it. Let's, let's just go ahead and put it out there this way. Washington and the Reds have better records than the Royals do. The Royals are the worst team in baseball with 16 wins, 
thanks to 20 losses in the month of May. 20. 20. Second worst month in franchise history. How many games did they play in May? 22? <laughs> You're not that far yeah, off. Oh, my God. Oh. Not only that, and, and I know I'm a broken record on the pitching coach matter. The record since Dayton Moore gave his pitching coach a very defensive vote of confidence. Four and 16. ERA of over five. Bullpen imploding. I mean, honestly, you look at, at these first two games of the series with Cleveland are a great example of this franchise right now. Got solid starting pitching, or at least decent enough to keep them in games. And the bullpen just let it blow up. Just absolutely let it blow up. Then you get your ace on the mound today, or one of your aces on the mound today. Brad Keller can't win a game away from Kauffman Stadium. Six hits, three walks. Meanwhile, the Royals strike out a total of 15 times. 15 strikeouts. Eight alone against the starting pitcher. Ugh. Andrew Benatendi is one of the few bright spots on this team. He's, he's one of the best hitters in the American League. And fields well. Gold Glover from a year ago. He's had a couple of gems already this year. Which means, of course, he's probably going to be trade material. He's gone. He's gone. They are probably too late in trading with Merrifield. But then again, given the way this front office is, do you really trust this front office at flipping anybody via trade at this point? As it gets closer to the deadline, no. I'm not confident in them being able to flip anybody that's going to be worthwhile for the future. You have currently two very good prospects that are sitting in Omaha right now. Do Vinny they have Pasqu- to play first base? <laughs> hmm? Do they have to play first base? <laughs> yes, one of them does. Vinny Pascatino is by far and away smashing the ball. He is launching shots like you wouldn't believe. He's hitting consistently. And the story came out over the course of the last week that opposing scouts don't understand what the Royals are doing and why they haven't brought him up. The Royals scouting viewpoint apparently is, no, we don't want them to feel like that he has to, or that Nick Prado being the other one, uh, that they have to carry this offense. Isn't, isn't Nick Prado also first baseman? He is. So there you go. Carlos Santana should be off this daggone team. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, I actually saw someone suggest Awful. this afternoon that they should just dump Carlos today in Cleveland because that's where he spent the majority of uh, his career. Just end it right then and there. Just don't even bring him back to Kansas City. Don't even worry about it. Uh, yeah, Carlos Santana I, hitting 180, uh, 161. Oh, but he, he's, he's a veteran guy in that lineup. <clears throat> Why is he still in the dang lineup? Does Does... Does Mike Matheny lose consciousness if he writes someone else's name there for does, first base? Does, does Mike Matheny hate Kansas City? 
should be maybe he just really hates us. I'm not going to put that beyond <laughs> given well no. I mean his wife is from the Kansas City oh. area so we can't really go there. But there's part of me that says I wouldn't put it beyond him given that he was the manager of the Cardinals and played for the Cardinals for yeah. a long time. There's that rivalry aspect in me that says Yeah. Yeah. Pro, uh, pro wrestling, like, heel turn. Right. All of a sudden, he's going to just be like, nope, the whole time I was I was tr- sabotaging this team. We can't get him to figure out that they've got to change pitching coach. We can't get him to figure out that they've got to get rid of Carlos Santana. And what the hell's the front office doing, if that's the case? What the hell is this manager doing, if that's the case? It is absolutely mind-boggling that the two most obvious things that need to be taken care of with this team, and they were two things that should have been taken care of in the offseason, they're not happening. Carlos Santana's slide began at the All-Star break last year. You knew what you were getting back this year. You were hoping against hope that he's going to turn that around. I'm sorry... There was a reason Cleveland let him go. What you got out of him for the first half of last season was the surprise. It's what you got out of him the last half of last season and the start of this year that is why Cleveland let him go. Declining returns. Why? Why even go there when you have potential prospects and you're supposed to be building this team to something? Give your prospects an opportunity to learn and let's go. Now, what was it Dayton Moore that just mentioned? It was just a few days ago where he it was asked at uh, Nick about Nick Prado and Vinny Pasquatino. And was it him that said they're not ready yet? Correct. And that's because he's also that's what he's getting from his scouts. Now, or is it a matter where he's telling the scouts that? Either way, the fact of the matter is, is that the that the word from the Royals on the management side, from the front office, and I mean from scouts to the top, to Dayton, is that they are not ready yet. That they don't believe them to be ready yet. In the two weeks since Dayton Moore said that Vinny Pascatino still had to work on his hitting, yeah, the guy has been on fire. He almost, it, it's like he took it personally. He has been hitting so well. It is maddening to watch this going on. I Last night, there was a tweet that went out, or I guess it was midday yesterday, tweet that went out from minor league baseball promoting an upcoming game that was available free on, on MILB TV, basically this, the minor league version of MLB TV, the free version and it was Omaha playing Louisville. And they were playing up, Pascatino and Prado. And I'm like, yeah, better watch it on, on there because you're not going to see him in Kansas City for unknown reasons. It, it, there's, there's this, and it was this way, it was this way when developing guys for that 2014 roster and 2015 roster. You tell me in 2013, who the guys on that roster were for the Royals that year that were so ultra-disappointing, and yet prospects were not being brought up. It was veterans. 
Jeff Francoeur mm. comes to mind. Why was Jeff Francoeur even in a Royals jersey mm. at that point? Why? I mean, Frenchie's great as a guy. I get it. Sure. And Dayton has his ties with Atlanta. John Schuerholz was still, you know, the boss in Atlanta. For crying out loud. We've been through this already with Dayton Moore. We've been through this act. It's old. It's tired. It doesn't work. You're not rebuilding this team. You're building this team for the future. Your future right now is sitting in Omaha. Your future is not Carlos Santana. Nope. And it has got to change. Your future is not Cal Eldred as your pitching coach. I, I, the interesting part of what I began to pick up behind the scenes is hearing what other front office people think, what other scouts think in the league about the Royals pitching staff right now. And they are high on each of these guys. They think that these guys are good. And that's even without bringing Greinke into the discussion. That's talking about a guy like Heasley, who actually pitched very well last night. They think there's upside there. They like Daniel Lynch. They think there's upside there. A lot of upside there. What's unsaid in each of those cases, <laughs> but Eldred's doing them no favors, which is essentially what is, you know, unspoken. It's, it's the unspoken coming from other teams. They're, they're not going to go on the record and tell you that in assessing. Or if they do, they're going to make sure that you're fully uh, ready to keep them anonymous. Because they're not going to want to put their names with that. But the fact remains is you can tell that other teams are looking at this situation right now and going, what the hell are they doing? Why has that guy still got a job? Now, Pasquatino and, and Nick Prado, it's not like they're 19-year-olds a year and a no. half out of high school and still in single A. They have worked their way through the farm system. They're now 23 and 24 years old with four years of minor league ball under their belt. And they, and they're like you said, they are crushing the baseball right now. That one of them deserves the opportunity to take over for a struggling First baseman who's hitting 161. Now, if you want to get into the financial aspect of this and what it can mean contract-wise in the future when free agency comes up related to their service time, yes, you bring them up right now and you have an issue in that you would have Bobby Witt and those two, all three coming eligible for contracts, free agency contracts, at the same time, it's what the Royals went through with Hosmer, Alec Gordon, and Mike Moustakas. All right there within the same range. Again. And Lorenzo Cain, right? And Lorenzo Cain. Yeah. Okay, why did that happen? Because Dayton Moore continued to put veterans on this roster instead of bringing up the prospects. And then when the prospects were good and ready, you had all of them in as a group. So that meant at the time... When they came free agency time for each of them, you had to determine which one of the guys you were going to keep. You do a better job of parceling that out a bit. You do a better job of scheduling. You're not in that situation. 
It's the only reason I can think that they don't want to bring him up right now is they don't want to get caught that way and and learned their lesson that way. But at this point, they've got to stop thinking it. Yeah. They've got to stop thinking it because it's not working and it's just going to continue to be a awful season and they're just going to continue to drive people like me mad. Like when you look at it, like just a little fired up. <laughs> no, not me. No. When you look at it from like 2020, hindsight being 2020, that group right there, you have, you have Eric Cosmer who was, the Royals were never going to afford him. That was not, it, that was something that I think everybody knew even when Eric came up. It was like, this guy's going to be good. And then when he hits free agency, he's not going to stick around. He's, right. he's, he's out. And then you have Lorenzo Kane, a little older. And I don't really know. I know that Milwaukee fans loved Lorenzo Kane when he came back on the big contract and he was still a very serviceable player, but I don't think he was worth that big contract that he got up there. So it was like they were doomed anyway. <laughs> even if they brought right. those guys up, it still was and that it makes me even sadder, I guess, that it would have been still would have been bad, but it's time, man. It's time to bring these guys up. Who ca- the service time thing? Figure it out. But this is not. This is not acceptable. The, what's going on right now on the diamond is that's horrible. Horrible. If, if it's not for anger right now, nobody has interest in this team. That's no. how sad this is. Yeah, awful. All right, let's take one final break, and when we come back, we'll go to number one song of the day and try to squeeze in some "Ask Us Anything" next. <laughs> From 1969, come together by the Beatles one week. And number one, it's our monthly Beatles number one hit. (laughs) English rock band, if you've never heard of them, they're from Liverpool. Liverpool. John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Most influential band of all time. Most best-selling band of all time. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 88. 13 studio albums. 50 top 40 hits, and this was their 18th of 20 number one hits, and it's from what is, in my opinion, their best album, Abbey Road, their 11th. I have it on vinyl. Ooh, fancy. In 2020, here it it comes. In 2020, Come Together, or I beg your pardon, Abbey Road, ranked fifth on Rolling Stone's list of the greatest albums of all time. Here Comes the Sun is on there as well. That's my favorite Beatles song. Shout out to George Harrison on the vocals. Timothy Leary, a psychologist. He became famous for experimenting with LSD as a way to promote social interaction and raise consciousness. Yeah. Well, later on, after uh, studies on uh, people and himself, mm-hmm. the government later cracked down on LSD, making it illegal. He got arrested on drug charges. But in 1969, Leary decided to run for governor of California. Yeah. And he asked John Lennon to write a song for him. Come together, join the party was Leary's campaign slogan. 
And of course, the original title of the song was Come Together, Join the Party. But Larry really, really never had much of a campaign, but the slogan gave Lennon the idea for the song. And so John Lennon came up with Come Together, but it wasn't anything like what you're hearing now. Well, Leary, you know, he, he didn't become governor of California. And, uh, well, actually, let me take that back. I, I, I feel like I'm kind of making that up. D- did Timothy Leary become governor? I actually didn't look that up. I, I misspoke. No, he did not. Okay. I felt like I was reading that wrong. But anyway. Leary, actually, what I was getting at, didn't actually use a song for his campaign. So John was like, oh, man. You know what? I'm going to come up with some nonsense lyrics. Paul said, hey, let's slow down the song a little bit. Throw in these nonsense lyrics. Keep around the come together. And let's put it out there. By God, it became a number one hit in the United States. Yeah. Now, John Lennon was actually sued for stealing the guitar riff and the line, Here Comes Old Flat Top, which was from a Chuck Berry song called You Can't Catch Me. They ended up settling out the lawsuit. The BBC, the British Broadcasting Company, banned this song in the UK because the reference to Coca-Cola. They consider that advertising. <laughs> so they were not they would not play it. Man, those guys are squares, man. Now, this song also has one of the most commonly misheard lyrics in music history. Hold you in his armchair. You can feel his disease is incorrect. The correct lyric is, hold you in his arms. Yeah, you can feel his disease. Hmm. However... John Lennon noticed this mistake. As a matter of fact, all the, um, like the, um, the thing in the album that has the lyrics on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Liner notes. Yeah, in the other publication that had the lyrics on it, those, those were also wrong. It had armchair instead of arm, yeah. And John was like, you know what? Let's just keep it that way. Yeah, the vibe of the Let's song. Let's just keep it armchair. Yeah, it sounds cool. And so they kept it that way Aerosmith recorded this song as well with Beatles producer George Martin in 1978 for the movie Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band which uh, turned out to be a terrible film awful but uh, Aerosmith appeared in the film and the only reason they agreed to do it is so they could record with George Martin had nothing to do with Beatles well it it did in a way but they just wanted to work with George Martin in 1969 this won a Grammy Award for Best Engineering Recording and Rolling Stone, at one time, had this ranked on their top 500 songs of all time. It is no longer on there. Wow. Which is a bit surprising. It was as high as 202 in 2004. This song, not on the top 500. Not That's- on the top 500. And let me tell you, there definitely isn't that many, like, 300 songs that was made after 2004 that would knock out Come Together, in my oh, opinion. That's lame, dude. Those guys are so lame. All right, oh, do come we have on, upper crust, man? The Rolling true. Stone. Come That's on. True. Do we have enough time to squeeze in a, a question or two here, Sage? 
Yeah, about two minutes ish. All right, yeah, let's do it. Hey, would keep, you keep, keep yeah, it going? Keep, just this keep this going. going. Perfect. Uh, would you rather Wednesday? Would you rather get a million dollars instantly or flip a coin for a billion dollars? Million instantly. The anxiety would kill me. <sighs> Crazy, right? You know what? I'm a gambler. Let it roll. I'm going. I'm gonna gamble. Fifty-fifty odds to get a billion bucks is pretty good odds. Yeah, Sasha. but then you feel really bad if you lose oh, yeah. that because oh, you're yeah. like, I could have had a million bucks. Yeah, and everybody right go, Why didn't you go for that million bucks? Yeah. You know, and you go, I don't know. I feel like the fact that I would feel that bad after losing a billion dollars, yeah. I would just go for the million at that point. <laughs> well, I am an announcer for Casey. I'll make a million in no time. Yeah, for sure. And you're a radio. I mean, yeah. come on. It's only a matter of time before you, you make, make a mill. a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, also, are you a Beatles person or a Rolling Stones person? Oh. Don't, don't make me choose. Mm-hmm. I'm actually a, more a Stones person than I am a Beatles person. <sighs> so... Liverpool. I'll say I'm also a Rolling Stones person. Yeah. I actually, I do slightly lean Beatles, but don't get me wrong. I love them both. Sure. Not saying anything about either one negatively. That's a tough question, but I'm, I also lean more towards uh, Rolling Stones. Love those guys. I think we're out of time. Yeah, yep, looks it. like we're out. So, hey, full two hours tomorrow and Friday for Sanjay DG number two, the Fort We're Out. Go Cats. Go Cats.